0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday, the 31st of May. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can always pause the slideshow here and read the disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on a podcast wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours, you can head on over to marcustoday.com.au. If you're not a member, you can sign up for a free trial. And if you are a member, you can click on all the other goodies that we have on the website. All right, well, overnight, of course, we had the U.S. markets closed for Memorial Day holiday. The official kickoff of the U.S. driving season, and just to celebrate the U.S. driving season kickoff, U.S. gas prices or petrol prices for you and I were at another all-time high when you saw Brent crude up to 121.67 $121 up uh, 2% and kicking on a little bit after hours as well in Asian trade due to the EU uh, putting a embargo on around 66% of Russian oil imports and moving to a higher 90% by the end of the year. So that's certainly stoking inflation. Oil WTI up $2.10, $117.17 US a barrel. Looking at our SPY futures, we have a minus 12 point start, 0.16%. A little bit of reality bites after yesterday's big move. We were up 100 and four points yesterday, so a little bit of uh, sensibility creeping into our market. Europe hardly kicked on at a stunning rate. We had the FTSE up 15 points, or 0.19%. DAX did well up 114, or 08 of a percent. And the stock 600 in Europe was up 0.6%. So nothing really extravagant in Europe. We did see some German inflation numbers come out. At once again, really elevated level, 7.9%. I'm not sure what it's going to take to get the ECB to actually raise rates, but 7.9% in German inflation. Not a good sign there. Uh, VIX index, obviously, uh, not really trading at the moment. And in other commodities in London, on the LME, we had copper up 0.8%. Nickel had a great day, up 3.7%. That's a couple of days on the trot and $29,275 a tonne there aluminium up 0.6 zinc up 1.2 lead up 0.5 tin up 2% as well BHP uh, in ADR terms I think it was trading uh, in ADR terms uh, was up 3.8% and Rio up 1.47% but US of course closed last night so as the police would say with the um, one of the oldest gags in the world. Uh, we've got nothing much to go on today. So not a great lead in. We do have that 12-point fall in SPY futures to contend with. Aussie dollar, though, 71.95, banging on the door of 72. Iron ore was up point one nine of a dollar, 19 cents to 133.60. I noticed the CBA has come out this morning and readjusted their commodity deck. And they have now uh, predicting that iron ore will go to $100 US a tonne by year-end. We shall see how that one works out. But anyway, that's Commonwealth Bank. A few adjustments there to their macro view on commodity prices. We'll see if others follow suit, but certainly uh, getting a little bit more bearish on iron ore. Here you can see uh, the FTSE, not the S&P 500, and that is the FTSE, but uh, not a great uh, day for the FTSE, really. Uh, It is mining and oil and gas. You would have expected a little bit better from them. Major stories. Stocks, trims, gains as inflation concerns increase. We seem to be vacillating between inflation and recession. Uh, Fears of both. Of course, stagflation. But uh, certainly uh, we're now with those German figures coming out at 7.9%. And also Spain as well had some big numbers last night too on the inflation front. So that will um, that does keep things bubbling away there. Shanghai has taken the biggest steps towards reopening in two months. Looks like they are headed for well, not normality, but after two months of lockdown, certainly a massive easing of restrictions, and that will certainly spark the stimulus. And we are seeing a rally in Chinese consumer stocks and other Chinese stocks. And we did see uh, that uh, rally yesterday in Chinese consumer stocks taking hold. It looks like Anthony Albanese will have a majority in Parliament. And US President Biden to meet Fed Chair Powell to discuss the state of the American and global economy. I'd love to be a fly on the wall for that one. ECB President Lagarde to eye incoming inflation data as bank prepares for liftoff. Prepares for liftoff. They haven't even got to neutral exchange, uh, interest rates yet. Still negative in the ECB. Germany, 7.9% inflation. You do get the feeling that the ECB is even further behind the curve than the Fed is. And the Bank of Japan's Kuroda sticks to powerful easing, sees inflation as short-lived. Ah, we're back to transitory. Good eye. Central Bank's tightening policy at fastest rates in over two decades, and more than 60 rate heights announced in the past three months, and costs are soaring as demand for oil and gas rises much faster than output. Part of the problem is that the refineries, which are making huge amounts of money at the moment, have geared up towards uh, the wrong uh, oil products during COVID and are struggling to keep up with demand. Month-end rally on markets, fueling debate whether capitulation is near, and Brent crude above $120. And this is as Shanghai eases those restrictions. That should give a boost to the Chinese economy and also, of course, We are seeing um, the European Union banning those Russian oil imports. So that's going to also push Brent crude higher, and we could well see $130 US a barrel in the not too distant future. It's certainly heading that way. As far as what to expect today, well, the stock 50 was up 0.9, FTSE up 0.2, CACs up 0.7, DAX up 0.8 in Europe. So relatively firm, but nothing spectacular. Like um, many financial markets, we do have to see Wall Street. We do have to get the Wall Street lead to give us some uh, direction there. China, though, is set to release its official manufacturing and non-manufacturing PMIs this morning. Given the lockdowns in Shanghai and Beijing, I would imagine they're not going to be too flash. But uh, the story really from China is reopening and stimulus. So that is very important for us, of course, very important for commodity prices and also very important for regional stability. Shanghai stocks at a five-week high. Beijing and financial hub of Shanghai have eased their COVID control measures. And the Commonwealth Bank's currency analysis expects the Australian dollar to buy 76 cents by the end of the June quarter. That would be quite a big jump. At the moment, the Aussie dollar is 72 cents. And we are enjoying the benefits of that, if you like, in terms of our exports being very competitive with the world. And that certainly does help commodity prices as well the commodity price uh, the well the price in iron ore for instance in Aussie dollars is around 180 dollars Aussie a ton which is not a bad number considering when it was 200 odd uh, the Aussie dollar was uh, parity or a dollar 10 so that's certainly been helping our exporters big time the EU has agreed to deal uh, to a uh, deal to ban 60% of russian oil imports it does look like a bit of a fudge deal of course, Hungary and others holding out. Serbia yesterday did a deal for Russian gas, and uh, we are seeing oil higher in Asian trade. And Gazprom confirmed on Monday that it will halt gas sales to a Dutch trader starting Tuesday as the Dutch trader wanted to pay in dollars, not rubles. And over in Australia, this is energy prices again. Wholesale gas prices were up 50 times normal levels As the regulator has stepped in with price limits being imposed on the East Coast because of an extraordinary rise in those wholesale gas prices. In company specific stuff, Dai and Durham has walked from talks to sell Link's RSS business to FNZ and A2 Milk now hopeful of a call from Biden too. We saw a big move yesterday in Bubs. We also saw a pretty good solid move in A2 yesterday, but with this massive shortage of infant formula in the U.S. due to the Abbott uh, manufacturing facility closing down and some question marks, much like there was in China, over the quality and safety of the product coming out of Abbott is now probably the best time that A2 Milk and Bubs have ever had in terms of trying to break into that big U.S. market. So although China may not be the golden goose that they had in the past, it could be that the U.S. is now fast becoming A much bigger golden goose for them, especially as they won't need so much of the problems they had with the English language labeling as well, which did dent their businesses. So A2 Milk continues to look quite attractive and any announcement there from Biden as the U.S. has this massive infant formula uh, shortage still uh, will be a significant positive. And interestingly as well, a uh, new index has started the ASX new agribusiness index. It's got a market cap of around $30 and includes TWE, A2 Milk, New Farm, Elders and Bega. Interestingly though, I seem to remember that last time that they started a new index, which was the All Tech Index, that did mark the high point of the tech sector in Australia. Hopefully it won't be the same here and we won't uh, herald the beginning of the end for agricultural stocks, which have been doing very well. And in the Australian today, private equity looking at QUB, perhaps uh, that's Cube. Uh, so that uh, could be on the agenda for some of the private equity firms looking for their next acquisition. Big infrastructure um, company, as uh, as everybody knows, logistics and infrastructure. There. Question of the day today: Have you been bargain hunting? There's certainly uh, moves at the moment. A lot of people are out and about uh, spending some money in stocks and some of the ones that have been badly beaten up. Have you been out there bargain hunting, or are you still a little nervous about the market, still nervous about the volatility in the US, and obviously still nervous about the macro inflationary and recessionary potential, I guess? But have you been bargain hunting, even if it's a nibble here and a nibble there? love to hear your thoughts on that. I'll put the question up on Facebook. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this briefing. You can always head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group, as I said. I'll put that question up there as well. And if you're listening on a podcast, there's the Marcus Strategy Podcast, which is our fly on the wall of the morning meeting, the On The Desk podcast, where the team in Melbourne talk about all things financial and things that are interesting them at the moment and my On The Couch podcast. Last week, I talked to Greg Hall from Alligator Energy on uh, what's happening in the uranium market, not just on alligator energy, but also on a more macro front, how the uranium market works, the coming new technology in the uranium space in terms of these small power stations uh, that uh, are starting to revolutionise the way some countries are looking at nuclear energy. And, of course, that is a very big part, hopefully, of the green uh, future that we have. So check that one out if you haven't done already. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.